What's happening, sports fans? Your boy Carlos Clayton. This is Uneducated Sports Talk, and we're going to break down everything college football semifinals. What a great weekend. We had a blowout, and we also had a great wire-to-wire games. I guess you can kind of tell which game was the blowout, and you probably know which one was the close game. Uh, but before we start off, LSU versus Oklahoma, and then we had Clemson versus Ohio State. All four teams, in my opinion, deserve to be in this situation. So, um, you know, I can't really say, well, man, Alabama should be number number four or uh, Georgia number four or Utah because they all had their chances. And in the world of college football, when there's only four teams that can make it, it's the team with the, uh, the least amount of chances to get it. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, Oklahoma's, Oklahoma deserved it because of just how they won the division, the conference, excuse me. And look, <laughs> it was the reason why Ryan Day was so upset that – they had uh, drew the number two seed over Clemson. We'll break all that down in just a minute. Hey, before I get started, please hit me up. I'm on the Anchor app. You can check me out on Spotify, also on iTunes. Um, Uneducated Sports Talk, hosted by myself, Carlos Clayton. We are in this thing. So thank you guys for being there. Thank you guys for uh, watching. And, you know, yes, sir, the 907 is in the building. Anchorage, Alaska, stand up. You know, that's how we do it. Uh, your boy. Yes, I was raised out there, y'all, Anchorage, Alaska. But uh, I'm having a wonderful time. For all my uh, viewers, if you listen to me on the Anchor app or on iTunes or Spotify, I'm also doing Facebook Live. So if you hear me talking to other people, uh, it's because I'm on Facebook Live. So uh, I decided to kind of make it very interesting. I'll, before I start, if you have uh, a business that you want me to uh, sponsor or uh, reach out on Facebook Live or on my uh, radio show, please just hit me up. I'll do it for free. No charge. A 30-second ad is all you need. Hit me up for it. Uh, I'm on Facebook, so you can message me or whatever you want to do, man. So uh, let's break it down, man. Some great games going on. So uh, first off, we had LSU versus Oklahoma. And my thing is, <laughs> Oklahoma was put in a tough position. One, LSU is a weld oil machine right now. And literally, they are weld oil from the, from the head coach to the players to the staff. I mean, they got things rolling, man. Even with the bad tragic news of the offensive coordinator's um, daughter-in-law passing away, uh, rest in peace to her and uh, other passengers on, on that plane this morning, uh, RIP to them. And uh, even that couldn't slow down this well-oiled machine, man. I'm, I'm just telling you. LSU destroys, not 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 wins. They destroy Oklahoma, sixty three to twenty eight, and I mean it wasn't even close. But I got a feeling outside of Alabama, you could have put Georgia back in there again. You could have put Utah in there, Oregon in there, um, and, and of course we saw what happened with Oklahoma. Any of those teams outside of Alabama would have got crushed the same way. LSU was just on another level right now when it comes down to. Uh, them and the opponents that I just spoke of. So anybody in that position, it would have would have been tough. I'm just being honest because LSU, I don't see a team like Oklahoma who's already defensively challenged. Oh, by the way, coming in with a few suspensions on the defensive side uh, with some key guys and key pass rushers, it wasn't going to slow down LSU. Did you see what LSU did to Georgia? And Georgia was like ranked number two in defense in the nation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And LSU put up a fat... Uh, I think 38, if I if I remember right. But it was easy, though. They, they could have easily put up 50 points against Georgia. So now imagine Oklahoma coming in with basically one hand tied behind their backs. And that's how that game was kind of played. It was almost like Oklahoma was a high school. You know, 
a, a decent high school, not even a great high school, a decent high school coming in, they had no answers whatsoever, and it's not their fault. It's that LSU's offense is just that dominant. And they proved it. 63-28 to 28 is no joke. And could have easily, and I do mean easily, could have easily put up 90 points in this game. I'm not even lying. I'm not exaggerating at all. They could have easily put up 90 points in this game if they really, really had to. Their offense was flowing uh, like like crazy, man. So, uh, <laughs> was a well-oiled machine. I'm not even going to lie about that. Let's break it down, man. Uh, let's start off with... Uh, Joe Burrow, who's just the man, Heisman Trophy winner, is going to be the number one overall pick. All Bengals fans, I saw a post a meme on Facebook, and it was Baby Yoda from the Mandalor uh, Mandalorian. And Baby Yoda's been everywhere. And it's like, it had Baby Yoda in like Cincinnati Bengals uh, gear. And it, like every time Joe Burrow throws a uh, touchdown, it's like Baby Yoda looks like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, my God, I'm telling you, Joe Burrow is on a whole nother level. And it's funny how just an offense or a system can make him go from a fourth-round pick last year to a number one overall pick this year. <laughs> My boy Jarvis able to run a score up. Hey, Jarvis, you've been I feel for you, man. You've been having a bad all you, all your sports teams, man. But, uh, you know, <laughs> run them up, though. Run them up. I don't blame you, man. They could have easily put up 90 points on them, man. It was crazy. But I'm looking at Joe Burrow and... When they had no offensive structure last year, which has basically been LSU for about 15 years, it was running down your throats on first and second down and try to get third and fourth down with a pass with horrible quarterbacks. Uh, or for this, for um, for Joe Burrow's last last year, Joe Burrow, I mean, this guy literally ran the ball 20 plus times uh, against uh, UCF last year to win that game in the bowl game last year. He ran the ball like 25 times. And so I'm like, okay, well. Like they're they're stuck. They're the same with LSU. But then here comes Joe Brady. He comes from New Orleans Saints offense, and now they run this five wide spread that the SEC. I don't know why they don't catch up with it. But all of a sudden now uh, he is godlike, pretty much inside the pocket. He is a mini Tom Brady, but a faster Tom Brady. It's just like his shoulder dip. His pocket presence is amazing. He's always looking downfield, and and I, look. I don't know why I keep gushing on Joe Burrow, but I am. Alyssa, how you doing, sweetie? What's happening, Alyssa? Nice to uh, see you on here, girl. You know, that means you're probably bored, so you're just checking me out. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I appreciate the love, though. Uh, but Joe Burrow is basically a, a godlike quarterback right now. He has the right measurements. He has the right speed, the right poise in the pocket. He makes every good decision. He is obviously... Well equipped to run this pro style offense and any kind of style off style offense in the NFL next year as well with the Cincinnati Bengals. So they're crushing him, and he just made everybody look good. Jefferson, count them, not one, not two, not three. I think he had four touchdowns in the game, and they're trying hard for number five to end, but they're like, nah, get him out, man. Jefferson was going crazy. Oh, by the way, there's Chase. Oh, by the way, there's Moss. Uh, number six, I forgot his name already, but th there's him as well. They they have. Stacked players. Oh, and then Edwards Hillel didn't. He didn't have to play. He had a bad hamstring and didn't have to play at all. They basically say, you know what? Sit on the side, man. Chill out because we got this. Once the score was twenty-eight to seven, I said, there's no reason why you should put him in the game, anyways. LSU was in command from the start. Oh, and by the way, the scariest thing about them, the scariest thing, 
is their defense is getting healthy. Their defense is getting healthy. Zach, what's up, man? Uh, no, Burrow's not coming to New Orleans, so we can all stop that right now. We have to give an arm, a leg, a couple cows, sacrifice our children just to get Joe Burrow. That is not about to happen. If you're a Saints fan, do not even worry about that. It's not going down. Trevor Lawrence, hey, what's happening, Kevin? I see you. Trevor Lawrence, he is the man. He's the real deal. 2021, he will be number one overall pick. What a great class, though. 2021, Trevor Lawrence and um, Justin Fields. We'll talk about them in just a moment. Uh, Darius, what's happening, bro? Little bro in the building. Uh, for all my fans on uh, uh, Anchor app, I, like I said, I am on Facebook Live, so I'll be shouting out some a few people. So just bear with me. I do apologize. But let's let's go back to the LSU uh, route of Oklahoma. It, it, you couldn't even get. You can't even get to Joe Bur Burrow. There was a Facebook uh, shot. I saw a picture of uh, his office lineman who protects him. And I'm like, it's the reason why Joe Burrow doesn't get sacked. These guys are mammoth. They're mammoth. Oh, and by the way, like I was getting to my point, the defense is getting better. Now, with Delpit, who who looks healthier now, because uh, uh, I was very critical of him uh, throughout the whole entire season. I was very critical of him. Uh, but then, you know, he got healthy. He missed those uh, couple weeks, and he got healthy, and his defense is getting healthy. They're, they're good. They're good. Their pass rush is a little bit of, um, you know, so you, you kind of figured... But uh, they did their they did their business. Once it got out of hand, twenty eight to seven. Look, fourteen to seven, they're up, and um, Oklahoma gets an unfair call, not go their way. It was an obvious pass interference, and that would have made it interesting. But with that call, if they're not even getting help from the referees, they had zero chance to win this game. Zero chance. Uh, so I mean. It was going to be tough to win anyways because Atlanta is kind of like a semi-New Orleans. Let's be honest. If you're an Atlanta fan, you're lying to yourself. You're actually a Saints fan. You know, <laughs> if you're a Georgia Bulldog fan, you're lying to yourself. You're actually an LSU fan. That's kind of how it goes in my opinion. Miss Alice, how you doing, sweetie? Uh, thank you for you know, watching this. We're talking about LSU busting up Oklahoma uh, in a rout. In a rout. And guess what? With this win, LSU will be in their hometown in New Orleans, which is basically, you know, Baton Rouge as well, an hour away. So they're going to have home field advantage or dome field advantage uh, in this game as well. So it's crazy how things are lining up for these guys, for LSU and the Tigers, um, LSU Tigers. But their defense is getting better. Their pass rush is a little bit iffy, but their secondary is so good. Uh, with their uh, freshman cornerback, uh, I think his name is Singletary. I could be wrong. Uh, but he has been balling out this year. Delp has been looking good. And their pass rush is just amazing. Uh when their 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 uh cornerbacks and defense backs are playing their position, they have athletes to come up the gut and hurt somebody. So I am really digging what is going on with this LSU football squad right now. They look from just last year to this year, what a remarkable change for LSU. Let's talk about Oklahoma now. They came into this game with some issues. A couple guys got suspended. Um uh, some guys hurt coming into the game. They had no chance. They were just happy to get in. And and, and Stingley, thank you. Thank you, Kevin. I said Singletary. I said Stingley, thank you. I know he's a good freshman. He's a cornerback. I appreciate that. Holly, how you doing, sweetie? Uh, I just saw LSU bust up uh, Oklahoma, so I know you're very excited. Uh, but, yeah, so um, Stingley, is, he, he's, he's, he's very stingy on defense. Let's just say that. But. I do like the fact that uh, Oklahoma, they tried. They never gave up. 
They kept fighting towards the end, and that's all you can ask for. And you feel bad for a guy like Jalen Hurts. Uh, Jalen Hurts comes into the game, and you know he has the old controversy of leaving Alabama, and it actually worked out for him because Bama did not make the playoffs, and he made it, so he had a chance. But to know that was his last hoorah in college off of a great career, a great career, uh, college career, and he will be drafted high next year. I guarantee you, he'll be. Uh, he, he won't go no further than the third round. I promise you that because with Lamar Jackson, the way he's taking the NFL by storm, uh, I think that Hurts is going to fit in just fine with the NFL. I promise you. Some team's going to want him. He'll probably back up somebody this year and be a starter for the 2021 season. It's just how it's probably going to go. But uh, what a great game from LSU from top to bottom. Coach O, who was basically someone that nobody wanted, even LSU themselves. The big dogs did not want. They were trying to go for uh, Tom Herman. They were trying to go for Jimbo Fisher. And they said, well, we'll just put on Ed Elderon over here and just, you know, until we find somebody to replace him. One thing about Ed, I don't know if he's a really great coach, but he's a damn good motivator. Uh, he's a damn good motivator. And Coach O, you might understand one out of every seven words he says, but boy, that one word can get you hyped up. Coach O is a great motivator. He's going to kids' houses, and he's motivating those guys to come to LSU, and they got a squad coming in next year as well. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, Joe, yeah, hey, Joe Burrow better enjoy this O-line. I'll tell you that because once it goes to Cincinnati, uh, in NFL, everyone's good now. So, you'll be facing the Baltimore Ravens twice a year and the Pittsburgh Steelers twice a year. It's going to be kind of tough for them. So, I understand that. But all the measurements check out for Joe Burrow. He is an absolute beast on the field, he is an absolute dog. And he embodied Louisiana. We all saw with the borough spelled how we we say the O uh, syllable, E-A-U-X. He didn't have to do that. He didn't have to, but he did because he respected the fact that LSU took him in. He respected the fact that he had to go through a journey from Ohio State. And he, you know, he, he just respected the fact that someone came in and gave him a chance, which is Coach Ogeron. Gave him a chance. But you can't tell me last year that Joe Burrow you saw, who might have been a fourth or fifth round pick, and this year, that offense didn't make a big difference. It made a huge difference. He just broke every single SEC record. He broke every single college football playoff record, which might not be broken for another couple years. Check this out. 493 passing yards from Joe Burrow. And he could have easily had six or 700. I'm telling you guys, I'm not even lying about this. Could have easily had six or 700. It the game was a lot more closer. Um, you know, he throws seven touchdowns. He ran for one touchdown. That's eight total touchdowns. That's eight. <laughs> and he's in the Mercedes-Benz uh, uh, Dome in Atlanta. And that one game, he scored more touchdowns. Or he tied Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, who's the uh, NFL quarterback for the uh, Atlanta Falcons, has eight total touchdowns in his own stadium. And Joe Burrow tied him in one game. That is amazing. That that is that is amazing. I, I I'm still baffled, uh, because these guys are so talented. This same wide receiver core, Odell Beckham, uh, Jarvis Landry, DJ Chark. They're all wondering where the hell is the system at. I mean, we made it to the NFL because of our talent, but boy, if we had the the uh, the yardage or the the actual stats to go with that talent, they would be bona fide top five picks. So now you got uh, Chase and Jefferson next year, who'll be bona fide top ten picks for sure. I mean, so this team is incredible. Shout out to LSU. 
a beatdown, 63-28 demolished in Oklahoma. I just did not see that happening that bad. I knew it would be a blowout, but I was thinking about 20, 24 points. You know, 48-24, something like that. 40-16, um, to 16, something of that nature. It did not go down like that. What happened was a beatdown, 63-28, to 28, and they could have easily scored 80 points. So congratulations to LSU. They were the first team, the first game, the first team to make it to the national championship for college football. Who will they be facing? Find out in just a moment. Coming right back. Hi, this is Angie Ray from Angie Ray Productions, and you are listening to the Uneducated Sports Talk with Carlos. Welcome back, all sports fans. This is Uneducated Sports Talk. I'm your host, Carlos Clayton. We just talked about LSU destroying Oklahoma, but there's also another game that happened right after that. We're talking about number two, Ohio State versus number three, Clemson. And this game had everything that we all wanted and more. Uh, before I get started, I like I said, I am not a fan of any college football team. I'm not a diehard fan of any college football team. I'm just root for good football or no I root for good football I want to see good football I got that in Clemson versus Ohio State I got that I got good football I got dramatics I got uh uh two great quarterbacks from the 2021 uh uh from the 2021 draft I got good quarterbacks this game was exciting good receiving play good running back play good defense you had the offensive mind of Ryan Day you had the defensive mind of Brent Venable this game epitomizes college football at its highest. When we got that blowout, 63-28 from LSU over Oklahoma, I said, well, this game had better be good because I was getting my drink on and I was sipping with my crown apple and I'm just chilling and I want to sip while I'm watching something good. Nobody wants to sip while there's disappointment going on. So this game did not disappoint, although it looked like from the start it might be one-sided. Let's get into it. The Clemson Tigers defeat the Ohio State Buckeyes by a score of 29 to 23, and it came down to the absolute wire. What a great game. Ohio State started off 16 to nothing. 16 to nothing. And then there was a helmet to helmet, and then a pass interference and back to back plays, and that changed the whole entire game. It changed the whole entire game. 16 and nothing. Ohio State is rolling. It's third and 15. And uh, Trevor Lawrence gets hit helmet to helmet, which it could have been fourth and 15, punting, and you never know what happens. That helmet to helmet not only woke up the uh, Trevor Lawrence, but it woke up the whole entire Clemson Tigers team. This team, one thing I'll say this. Congratulations and shout out to Ohio State because I was absolutely wrong about this team. This Ohio State team was good. This Ohio State team was worthy. This Ohio State team uh, should have won this game. This Ohio State team maybe could have gave LSU trouble. We don't know. But this Ohio State team deserved to be where they were. Uh, they deserved it. They're a great team, a great squad. Justin Fields is an animal. Chase Young, although he did not get any uh, sacks, he had a bunch of pressures, so he's all worth the hype. Um, and this, I mean, Brett Venable's defense versus Ryan Day's offense, that was a clash of the minds, and it, it worked out beautiful, and I loved everything about it. Let's start with, first of all, Ohio State came out hot 16 to nothing, but you had uh, J.K. Dobbins with an early touchdown, and then you had uh, Justin Fields doing his thing, man. Look at his stats. 
30 out of 46 for 320 yards and a touchdown. If you'd have told me, if you'd have told me, J.K. Dobbins gets over 174 rushing yards, I think uh, well over 60-some yards pat, uh, receiving as well, and then uh, Justin Field gets 320 yards passing in the touchdown, oh, I would say uh, they probably won that game. It, it sounds like Ohio State won the game. No, no. The red zone was the key. How many times did Ohio State get either close to the red zone or in the red zone or in the goal line for their, uh, their first field goal attempt and had to settle for a field goal? Not one, not two, but I believe three. Uh, I could be wrong about that. I think three field goals they, 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 they went for. They had, they had to settle for. Three field goals. And that hurt them. I was talking to my guy, Greg Stevens. He's all the way in Poland, south of Greg Stevens. Uh, he's out there with the Army. He's doing his thing. So, uh, you know, come back safe in a few more months, brother. Thinking about you. But we were talking, and he was like, you know what, son? That's probably going to hurt Ohio State. He's an he's a, he's a Ohio native guy. So, But he said, I guarantee you that will hurt the Buckeyes. And it did. It hurt them bad. When you, when you want to knock a team out, you got to score touchdowns and not field goals. You got to score touchdowns. Miss Paris, how you doing, sweetie? Thank you for joining this. I know uh, you must be bored as hell. That's why you're watching it for a second, but I appreciate all the love. Uh, but uh, uh, you got to capitalize by scoring touchdown. Blaze, what's up, baby? I see you, man. My boy Blaze Leje is in his thing. Go Tigers. He's the LSU guy. Uh, I know that. So, uh, But when you're, when, you're, when you're Ohio State and you've got this firepower and you got this uh, defense on his heels on the goal line or in the 20, the red zone. You got to capitalize with touchdowns, and they did not. They did not. After going up 3-0, uh, three they go they go 10-0, but then they settle for two more field goals, 13 and 16. And you had a feeling that was not going to be enough, and it sure wasn't because right in the second half, when all things were going the wrong way, Clemson gets an uh, a automatic first down from a helmet-to-helmet from Trevor, uh, by, by Trevor Lawrence. And, I mean, it knocked some sense to him and the whole entire team because boom, 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 here we go. They score a touchdown. They get a, a stop, come back with it. Trevor Lawrence scores a 67-yard rush touchdown. If you check out that run that Trevor Lawrence had for that touchdown, 67 yards, he was literally galloping. He was galloping to the end zone. And I knew right there, oh, oh, this is going to be a game. 16-14 at the end of the uh, first half, and I thought to myself, Ohio State dominated from start to almost finish. They dominated about, I would say about, man, 25 minutes of that first half. Dominated. And you're only up by two points. That's frustrating as a team because you already know how good what the ceiling is for the Crimson Tigers. You know what their ceiling is. So you had them way below the ceiling and you can only put up 16 points had to settle for three different field goals and three different drives. And I know that hurt them so bad. So, because check this out. Uh, Travis Achan. Now, people call him ETN, but, you know, we're from Louisiana. It's pronounced Achan. So, uh, it doesn't bother me that people say uh, ETN because they just don't know better. And I think Travis has heard enough. He doesn't really care himself. But Travis Achan is just a dog. And before I get to talk about him, let me talk about that field. Did you see the field? I hate it. When it's a nationally big game. And the field is just nasty. The field is horrible. So many guys were slipping. So many guys were tripping. 
guys couldn't make right cuts. If you try to cut, you were falling. I saw it from uh, Travis Aitchen. I saw it from J.K. Dobbins. Uh, I saw it from a few receivers. This is slipping. Just, every, you couldn't break right. And, and that's horrible for the defense because the defense is reacting. You know, the offense knows where they're going. The defense has to react to it. And they were slipping a lot. So it was kind of driving me. It was on both sides, though. So, I mean, it wasn't a one-sided affair going on. Both teams were slipping. But I hate it when it's a nationally big-time conference semi-final uh, semi game for the national championship. And your field is disgusting. I understand there's, there's a few teams that play on, on there. The Arizona Cardinals play there, and some other things probably went down. But, man, your field has got to be good. I was very disappointed to see how that field was kind of mucky, in my opinion. A lot of people slipping. But Travis Chan did his thing. He was not big running. 10 carries, 36 yards. It wasn't nothing. But his receiving threat, three uh, receptions, 98 yards, two touchdowns. This guy has the best second gear I've ever seen. When he gets going, he is not going to start. He's a freight train coming down. And from his freshman year to his junior year now, a major, major, major difference in Travis Achan's game. Um, he added more muscle his sophomore year, and that speed has stayed the same. I'm telling you, this guy on that screen pass and on that play, that dump off from, Tra uh, uh, from Trevor Lawrence, when he got that and he went to that second gear, he was gone. He hit it, and he was not looking back. This guy is strong. This defense, and they gave us 16 points, but for them to make Ohio State set up a field goal, it tells you how good of a defense uh, Venable team really is. And let's go over more stats about this. Trevor Lawrence, although he was very quiet to start the game off, except for that last drive, the last drive for him to win the game. He was balling, and he's showing why he is the number one overall pick in 2021. He's showing why. Uh, let's be honest. He's been told since basically the, the middle of last year, you are the GOAT. You're going 2021, number one overall pick. That's a lot of expectation. And for him to have this drive to kind of cement his legacy, that was huge. Because I thought, man, you're on your own, uh, I think they're on their own seven-yard line or six-yard line. You had to go about 94 yards. They went 94 yards in four plays. <laughs> four plays. All great decisions by Trevor Lawrence. He is showing why he is the man. Justin Fields had just a great game as well uh, uh, towards uh, on par with Trevor Lawrence. These guys are going to be the criminal crowd. They might be one, number one and number two going into the 2021 draft. Depends on uh, who has a pick up there. Uh, but I'm excited for both of these guys. But Trevor Lawrence showed why he is... Um, National champion from last year, the defending champion, and he's shown why he is the the, the best quarterback in the 2021 draft. It, it, it's just facts that he's just that good. And with that squad, and you had T. Higgins go out, which kind of messed their flow in the first half. He did come back in the second half. But in that first half, that flow was not going anywhere. And then uh, Ross was kind of locked up, and they, kinda, they were kind of going for deep balls, jump balls the whole entire game. And I didn't understand why are you going for jump balls? How about you run a couple really nice plays? Uh, some slants, some screens, uh, go routes. But they, they were really going with jump balls. Basically run 15 yards and back shoulder catch. They were trying to do all that, and it was not working. Uh, Ohio State has some great cornerbacks. Number one for Ohio State, they are no, – he, he is amazing. Uh, the cornerback, and he did a great job of shutting down both Ross and Higgins at points in the game. 
Uh, but when it was time for Trevor Lawrence to be the hero to drive down, it took them four plays, 94 yards. That's how good Clemson is when they are on their game. And Ohio State did not have an answer for them after being up 16 to nothing. Do you realize after that, it was they lost 29 to 7 after being up 16 nothing. That's gonna hurt everybody. It's gonna hurt them all. Um Jacob Dobbins, 18 carries, 174 yards and a touchdown. He was in and out the game pretty much with a bad ankle injury. So that, on top of Clemson trying to come back, on top of that, you get J.K. Dobbins, who's been hobbling pretty much. He is your workhorse, and he was the workhorse this year. And my God, that guy is amazing. J.K. Dobbins, when he comes out, too, he's going to be a, a first-round pick as well because he can do everything. Catch out the backfield, run the ball, and run the ball with power and with great vision as well. So, um, Ohio State's going to be a, a, a dangerous team next year as well. So, uh, Justin Fields, two interceptions. When they, when they 29 to 23, and now it's Justin Fields' time. You got a minute 49, and they did a, such a fabulous job of just going down basically with no worries. They weren't rushing as much. Uh, and then Justin Fields made some great decisions. But here's what I like about Brent Venable and his defensive squad. Most dumb defensive styles will play that prevent defense. And I've always said, when you play a prevent defense, it prevents you from winning. He does not play a prevent defense. He goes with his gut. He was not only uh, blitzing uh, uh, one linebacker, he was blitzing two linebackers. Every single time, pretty much, he was basically daring him to make the good pass. And for the most part, Justin Fields did that until it got down to, I believe, it was a second and seven. And they went for the touchdown. And they had it, but miscommunication from his wide receiver. He he figured that Justin uh, Fields was going to start um, scrambling. So he broke the route off and went to the uh, left side of the end zone. And just that instant, Justin Fields threw it, and he knew it. As soon as he threw it, he's like, oh, my God, what am I, what did I, what just happened? What just happened? Interception, Clemson is your semifinal champion as well. And now you got the Tigers, the Battle of the Tigers, LSU, Bayou Bengals, LSU Tigers versus Clemson Tigers. That is going to be a dream matchup for myself because, like I said, I'm not a fan of any team, but boy, do I want to see a good game. And I think we will see a good game. This is Oklahoma's defense against LSU. And of course, Ohio State. You thought that was a good offense. Wait till you see LSU's offense. So now you got another great battle. You got um, LSU's offense versus Clemson's defense, and this should be another marquee matchup. Hopefully, it's a great semi, I mean, a, a great championship game that we want to see. Uh, Justin Fields, that interception was not his fault. That last one, it was not his fault. It was, it was miscommunication, and I, I feel for him because you were right there and you had everything lined up for you, and it just did not go the way that you wanted. But both teams deserve to win, but we all know that both teams cannot win. It's just the way the game is uh, gone. But shout out to both squads. I was dead wrong about Ohio State. Dead wrong. Dead wrong. I thought Ohio State was going to come in here and get smacked up. I was saying like I was saying like 40 to 16, something like that. Uh 44 to 20. No, Ohio State was ready to play. They got some athletes on that squad, and you see why they ran through the Big Ten. You see why. They're athletes. They're, they're, they were just as fast. And at first, 
that first quarter and a half, they were smacking Clemson around. I mean, hard hits everywhere. I was shocked. I was saying to myself, wow, you know, <laughs> this is a, that's, a good, that's a good team. That's a really good team. So shout out to Ohio State with the athletes, man. They came in ready to play. Clemson, of course, he just cannot. That is now 29 straight games they've won. Trevor Lawrence is now 25-0 as a starting quarterback. The man's a beast. The man is a beast. <laughs> Justin Field, he's a beast as well. Justin Field, he uh, surprised me. I, I've always said that, you know, the Big Ten is the big slow. And Ohio State might be the only, the only athletic team in the, in the Big Ten. Christmas had it, man. You know what I'm saying? OHIO in the building. Chris Batiste, my boys in the building. Uh, tough loss. I know, you, I know you saw the loss, man. But, hey, Ohio State was more than better than advertised. These guys came out to play. It's just that the, the heart of a champion, Clemson, you can never count them out 16 to nothing. And no one got rattled. If you're a Clemson guy, no one got rattled. And then once few things got your way, they took advantage for the rest of the game. Uh, I want to hear you guys' uh, thoughts on the games. LSU versus Clemson. Who do you got going? We'll break that down in just a second as well. We'll talk about that when I come back uh, off this uh, break. You know what I'm saying? But uh, Trevor Lawrence, 107 rushing yards. If you'd have told me he had that, I'd say you're lying. He, he, he'd probably got 50, 60 yards rushing. 107? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's working. That's working. That's working, man. Both teams deserve to win. It's, it's tough to see that, you know, Ohio State had to bounce, be bounced off, but man, and now you see why uh, Ryan Day was crying. He was sad that they were number two. He was sad they were number two because he did not want to face Clemson, and I don't blame him. Everybody went the number one seed. Uh, well, LSU, Coach O, you know how Coach O is. I, I, he said, we'll fight you in Canada, Antarctica. <laughs> that's, that's how he was saying, you know, go Tigers. You know how he goes. He didn't care where it was. We'll play in the backyard. We'll play in my grandma's backyard uh, uh, in Louisiana. He didn't care. Ryan Day, the coach of Ohio State, in my opinion, he's he made it bad because it felt like he was begging for the number one seed. And I don't blame him now because that Oklahoma game, they could have easily beat them by 40 points as well. So, But when you got to face Clemson and Oklahoma, you would rather face Oklahoma big time. And we seen why? Because LSU just straight up smacked Oklahoma, and Ohio State could have been that team to do that as well. And they did not want to face Clemson, who is, uh, you know, uh, Clemson is just the national champion, you know, undefeated and haven't lost and have the best quarterback and one of the best bright coaches and the uh, really good defense from Brent Venable. So they, they didn't want that. Too many problems. Oklahoma was in disarray with suspensions and a bad defense already as it is. And Taylor Hurts, who's only known in office for less than a year. So he isn't uh, Kyle Murray or Baker Mayfield in the office because they had years, a few years under uh, uh, Lincoln Riley. Taylor Hurts only had seven months pretty much to learn all he knew. So uh, that's why Ohio State really, really wanted the number one. Uh <laughs> Uh, hey, hey, OHIO in the house, man, Ohio, man, you guys, you guys did a great job, I was, I was shocked that, uh, uh, the Buckeyes came in and punched Clemson right in the mouth, and I was like, okay, and maybe Clemson needed that, they needed that, because guess what, LSU's gonna punch in the mouth, and then punch in the gut, with that offense, that offense is, you know, it's crazy, that offense is just stupid good, 
You know, it's on steroids. They're the New Orleans Saints of college football on steroids. <laughs> you know how it goes? Then I, I said it uh, on Facebook. I said, LSU is running a better New Orleans-style uh, uh, offense than New Orleans is. They're running a better uh, uh, Saints offense than the Saints are. They've actually got playmakers outside of just one guy, whereas the Saints is basically Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. And then LSU has all kind of guys, all, all the wide receivers, the tight end Randy Moss's kid, that is Moss. And then uh, on top of that, they got a great offensive line. So, uh, you know, LSU was just a monster. I'll come back with my final thoughts. We're going to break down LSU versus Clemson in the championship game, January 13th in New Orleans. Stick around just for a second, y'all. An educated sports talk. Hosted by myself, Carlos Clay. Be right back. What's up, guys? I'm Dallas. And I'm Joel. And we are the founders of the IQ Sports Network and co-hosts of Pro Football IQ, the podcast that breaks down the X's and O's of everything happening this week in football. And as podcasters, we're like you. We love listening to podcasts. And I like to tune in to my main man, Carlos, and listen to what he's got to say on all things current and past sports. So if you're looking to get some unbiased sports opinions on everything happening in sports right now, tune in to Uneducated Sports Talk with Carlos and crew. You don't want to miss a single episode, so make sure to like and subscribe every single week so that you can stay up to date with everything happening right now in sports. Thank you for sticking around. This is Uneducated Sports Talk, hosted by myself, Carlos Clayton, and we just broke down both semifinal matchups for this Saturday evening. Great matchup with Clemson against uh, uh, Ohio State and a beatdown from LSU over Oklahoma. Clemson getting that win 29-23 over Ohio State. And then uh, LSU, 63-28, just beat down. They destroyed Oklahoma like it was nothing. Uh, I was checking out a couple of Oklahoma uh, chat lines, uh, group chats or whatever. And it was Oklahoma. And uh, uh, they were just saying how they're going to just run rough shot. It's, it's funny how, you know, fan is short for fanatic. And most fanatics kind of, uh, you know, since you're a fan of a certain team, you kind of brag on them a little bit too hard for to a certain extent. I, I'm a realist. I'm a Saints fan. I brag about my Saints. I love my Saints. You know, everyone knows that. But I'm also a realist, too. I keep it real. Uh, a lot of these guys in Oklahoma, they were talking mad crap about LSU, like how they were just overrated and uh, you haven't seen a the defense, like I was, I want to laugh. I almost choked on myself because I'm like, what defense is Oklahoma showing here? I mean, you play in the Big Twelve, and it's a, it's a, it's a. Although Oklahoma, the first seven games of the season, I think they show some good defense, but that last stretch of the of like five games or six games, they were horrible. So I knew it. They had no chance against LSU. I just knew they had no chance at all. LSU played Georgia. Number two of our defense and put up thirty eight. So I'm yeah I'm, I'm checking I'm I'm checking out the uh, chat lines, Jarvis. Uh, I'm checking them out and Oklahoma was bragging about their defense. These fans. I'm like, look, it's fine to be a fan, but if you know you have a certain weakness, I wouldn't brag about how good that weakness is. You know their their defense is horrible. So I, I'm scratching my head like, do you guys not know that LSU is about to put at least forty on you? Can you score forty as well? Not with Jalen Hurts. Not with that offense. Uh, when, when it showed that CeeDee Lamb was the only thing going for Oklahoma. And and then their running backs are slow. They have slow running backs. you know. So if you have a fast running back, you can probably break out those. But LSU's linebackers are just too fast. So, I mean, 
I wasn't worried about their offense because I knew their offense would put up some points, but I was worried about their defense. And I'm watching these chat lines. I'm like, are you guys really seriously bragging about your defense? <laughs> Thank you. The only chance, you're right, the only chance Oklahoma had was a shootout. I mean, just straight up, I'm scoring, you're scoring, I'm scoring again, you're scoring. And then you can maybe force Burrow to make a mistake because now you're thinking too much because you're, you know how it is, it's almost like the, the Drew Brees effect from, you know, our eight and eight days, seven or nine days. We had to keep scoring because our defense is, and at the end, you know, you, you usually, you know, you can't go 100% on offense. Uh, you can't score every single possession. It's just the NFL. It doesn't happen like that. So maybe that was the only way of winning, but it, it didn't happen, man. So let's talk about LSU versus uh, Clemson. The battle for the Tigers. There's a, there's a Tigers and there's a Tiger. We all know who Tiger is. <laughs> Tiger is LSU and Tigers is Clemson. Uh, I said this from the get-go. It was going to be Clemson versus LSU. I think right after LSU beat Alabama. I said, yeah, okay, LSU, was, they, they, they got me sold. LSU's going to the uh, championship, and I thought with Clemson's schedule, they're going to the championship as well. So uh, now it's the Battle of the Tigers, you know, Tiger versus Tiger. So how do I feel about this? Well, I've been saying from the jump, Clemson is the best overall team. But my goodness, LSU is just a juggernaut. They're a juggernaut offense. And I think... Even the likes of Clemson, although they just played Ohio State, I'm watching that game and I'm thinking to myself, man, LSU, LSU gonna put some points on us. So if I'm a betting man, if I'm a betting man, I gotta go with LSU. I think LSU is going to win the game. Now I'm praying to God it's a very close game. I'm hoping for it, hoping it's a close game because January 13 is a Monday. I think we all go to work on a Monday. We want to come home and see something good, you know, because we got work on Tuesday, I believe. So uh, for, for most guys. So you want to see a good game. Otherwise, you're kind of just wasting your time now. But my, man, look. LSU, I think, is going to win this game. Britt Venable has a great defense. And this is going to be, I believe, the best defense. Miss Melissa, how you doing, sweetie? How you doing? Welcome to an educated sports talk. We just talking LSU versus uh, Clemson now for the championship um, on January 13th. And this, in my opinion, will be the best defense. Not Georgia. And the reason why I said it because Georgia's offense did not scare LSU. They cannot score. So no matter what kind of good defense you can, LSU's going to put up 30 on anybody. Anybody. But now LSU's going to face their best offense they've seen all year, which is Clemson. And if Clemson can put up 30 as well, they're going to put pressure on Joe Burrow. Brent Venable is not the kind of guy to sit in zone and just let you pick him apart. He's going to come with pressure and he's going to force you to make the right pass and the right accurate pass. He's going to force you to do that. And I believe that LSU will take advantage of a lot of one-on-one defenses. Joe Burrow's been that good. That pocket has been that clean. Um, he's had space to run. And even when you blitz him, LSU is very good at picking it up. And if they don't pick it up right, Joe Burrow is just as good as getting away from the pressure. He is literally, for college, you know, for what we're seeing right now, what you want from a guy from college in the NFL to look like, Joe Burrow is that perfect quarterback. Literally, perfect. He doesn't get scared in the pocket. He knows when to move out the pocket. He knows when to move in the pocket. He knows how to dip that shoulder like Tom Brady does uh, to move around. 
Because let's be honest, Tom Brady isn't the fleetest of feet. Of feet. The fleetest, the fleetest of feet. I think that's how it goes. But anyways, he doesn't have the best, uh, the, he's not the fastest guy. But his footwork in the pocket is amazing. You know, and I think Joe Burrow has that same kind of quality in his feet. And he's more athletic as well. This guy is going to be a star. The Bengals are not a trash, trash team. The Bengals just went 0-6 and, and decided we're going to be trash to get Joe Burrow. They just decided that. 0-6, they literally put Andy Dalton on the shelf. Knowing that Ryan uh, 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 Ryan Finley was horrible. They knew that. They knew they were not winning a single game in Ryan Finley. When they got to about 0-12 or 0-13, they realized, okay, we're good now. We're, we're basically going to have the number one overall seed. Let's put... Uh, Andy Dalton back in there. We want to see if Ryan Finney can be that guy for us. They were lying their teeth out. So this team has some great guys. AJ Green didn't play all year, so we know he'll be back next year uh, with them. They got a nice defense, but they literally were tanking this year because once you start 0-6, they were like, yeah, we're done. We're done. Let's get Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is – I know I've, I keep gushing off of him and Trevor Lawrence. And these guys are just, they're really good. They're really good. You got the number one overall pick for 2020 and the number one overall pick for 2021 playing the national championship game. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. And this should be a classic. I predicted LSU versus Clemson, how I got that way with Clemson barely winning. I did not see that coming, but I did see LSU blowing up Oklahoma. This team is, look, whoever wins this game is going to earn it. And I like my national championships like that. I like the team, whoever wins it, you, you're going to earn it. Great job from both squads. Both squads played their butts off. And I'm excited for this potential matchup because these two teams face each other. They haven't faced anyone better. They will not. Clemson's going to face the best offense they've ever seen. And LSU's going to face the best defense and offense they've ever seen. Know what I'm saying? I like that. Brent Vittable, respect to that man because even in that last drive, he stuck to his guns and he blitz, blitz, blitz. A lot of guys prevent. They they give the chunk yard. He was blitzing. You're going to have to make the perfect pass every single time. I like that and I respect that. And I think that's why Brent Vittable is not only the highest paid defensive coordinator of the game, but he can easily go anywhere, NFL or another college uh, program and take it over. But, hey, my, my boy, and I, I, I haven't even mentioned Dabo Sweeney yet. Dabo Sweeney, the ultimate motivator uh, of a head coach. He loves his guys. God-fearing man. Has a great family. Takes care of his kids. Uh, when I say his kids, his, uh, not only his, his real kids, but his football kids as well. Takes care of them. I hear a number of positive things. His, his, his coordinators, they all stay pretty much because they love the atmosphere. I respect that. Dabo Sweeney has his program going, and it's only going, 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 going. Next year, they have the number one class coming in to uh, college football once again. So they are only going to get better. This team is amazing. LSU is amazing. I'm hyped up. I am pumped. I'm on cloud nine knowing that it's the Tigers versus the Tigers. Uh, shout out to that. Let me know who is going to win that game, LSU versus Clemson, as before we head out. Uh, I will be coming back on here uh, maybe tomorrow to give you my top 10 NFL quarterbacks. I'm not doing any 1930s through 60s or well, 1930s through 50 bums. I'm not doing that. I respect those guys making a way, but it's a totally different game now. I'm not even talking about the Drew Reese snub. I'm just talking about the, the Troy Palomala snub, the Shannon Sharp snub. The, the, the Danian Thomason snub. I'm talking about those snubs. 
as well. I'm not doing it anymore. Hey, Jarvis says 49-35 LSU. And guess what? That is a great score, Chance. That is a that's a great score. 49-35. I can easily see that happening. 49-35 LSU. I was going with Clemson the whole entire year. The whole year. Until today. I say, you know what? When, when you're on, you are on. And LSU is on. And they're on a mission to win. I think they will win against Clemson. Early, early projections right now. I'm going to give my score. I'm going to go ahead and say, this is right now. I can change my mind within a couple of days before the game. But right now, I'm going to go ahead and say LSU 38, Clemson 34. I'm going with a game like that. I'm hoping. 38-34, the Tigers from LSU will beat the Tigers of Clemson. <laughs> so, uh Check me out. I'll be back tomorrow. I'll give out my top 10 quarterbacks of uh, basically my lifetime. Let's just go with that. Basically from 1960, mid-60s. Because, yes, Johnny Unitas is one of those quarterbacks. I don't know what year he was in. I forgot. But he's going to be a top 10 guy. You know. Uh, definitely that. Oh, yeah. And Drew Brees is going to be in there, too. So, I don't care what nobody says. Uh, who that nation? But I'll give my top 10 from top from 10 to number 1. Uh, thank guys for sticking out with me. Uh, this has been Uneducated Sports Talk. Check me out on the Anchor app as well. Um, I'm on Spotify, iTunes. I'm on more stuff. Just check me out, man, and uh, leave a like, subscribe, share it. I'm going to put it on Facebook as well. So leave up on that, man. All the love is appreciated. This is Uneducated Sports Talk, and I'm out of here, man. Um, see you guys tomorrow for the top 10 quarterbacks. And we'll talk a little bit of the NFL probably tomorrow night as well. So that being said, stay smart, stay educated. Peace.